Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 682 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by the junior member of the KGB. He's new. He's just out of training school, JD Raider. And Airbnb Ben, he's back. Yesterday, he got jammed up with the travel. He needed his shut-eye, but now he's back. He's in California. He's training with Daniel Cormier and his crew of studs. Um, ben, how are you, and how's training been so far? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. You guys sound funny. I listened to you at double speed last night to make sure I got through all of it, Christian. Be happy. So, I, I, Christian, I have one question. Okay. Uh, like, James Dean Raider, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? No. I think he's now a member. I've been a capitalist since day one. We need to investigate him. Oh, don't worry. There's investigations ongoing. We've got a um, internal affairs department here at Flow, and um, I I brought this to their attention. And get this, Ben. They said that this has been on their radar for months. He's a card carrying so, member of the. This was not party. news to them. Sorry, this, I they were aware. My work with as few biases as possible. Okay, I think Is you have. Little pissed when I picked. Kyle Dig by nine seconds of riding time. I know. Oh, I don't know. He was so mad. And now we're talking about his legacy. He might show up in Austin today and double JD so hard. He might. Yes, that is correct. The only thing I hope for if that happens is that someone gets a camera on it first. Because that would be I, I'll honestly say it's 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 somewhat deserved. It was a pretty I mean, I I felt like I was uh I was taking crazy pills. JD, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, JD said he would take prime Sidikoff over prime Burroughs. That's 2011 to 2013-ish Burroughs. Well, wow. okay, you said, uh, you said 2011 to 2015. Uh, I want to narrow that down. I'm going to say 2012 and 2013. Um, he was just blowing dudes out of the water. Uh, he didn't lose a match. With today's Very rules? Few- I take very, very few of them were even slightly competitive. Um, and I actually think, obviously, Burroughs won world titles under the periodism. I think Burroughs is better under the current point scoring system. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cumulative scoring is, is, a, is a benefit to Jordan. The, the period things allowed these little mini matches where you could have a two-minute stretch where you get the shot clock or you score in the right order of things and slow it down enough. Six minutes cumulative is like... If he had had that his whole career, it, I think his his stats would be even more ridiculous for those for eleven and twelve. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. But he's I still here. You know what? Um, 
can't talk him out of it. We can't talk him out of it. But that he needs probably he might have been too young. Maybe he was just like that's what you know, I theorized that. He should probably go back and watch film of that that era. Yeah, I mean, he was he was well, he was six when that happened. I mean, that's gonna make it tougher to remember if you're six when something happened. I mean, you know, I don't remember a lot of things that happened when I was six. So how was he supposed to remember one of the greatest wrestlers? I mean, that period of of time is is as high level of wrestling as as I've ever seen. Right, I'm not, I'm not sure I've seen anyone do it as well as Jordan did during that window. Yes, uh, that's so. You know, we're talking about peaks because obviously we're talking about goats. The discussion is usually a longevity discussion, like how long can someone stay on top. Um, but if we want to talk about like pinnacles reached of, of skill level and effectiveness, Burroughs twelve and thirteen was uh, about as effective as anyone has been as, as a wrestler ever. Yes. yes. And for the record, I'm not arguing that Sitikov's career is better because that is not in question. Jordan Burroughs' career is better um, without a doubt. No, so you think 20, okay, you take, give me whatever year you want to sit at the Sitikov, and I, you give me 2012, 2013 Burroughs, you're saying that Sitikov wins a wrestling match. Yeah, under today's weigh-in rules, they weigh in in the morning, wrestle in the afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that Burroughs would have been smaller because obviously that Burroughs was making 165 on a one-hour weigh-in really close there. So mm-hmm. that Burroughs was definitely a little smaller. So, yeah, sure. We'll, 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 you know, you're trying to use these as a crutch. We'll take it. Yeah. I'll take your Yeah, exactly. Two-hour weigh-ins, he still barely beat the guy. And, you know. But he did twice, and Burroughs has won zero times. Quit saying he barely beat him. You're just adding to my argument that he lost. He barely beat him, but we're but so here's I mean here would be the crux. You know I was actually thinking Christian it would be really funny to listen to Jordan Burroughs argue this because he would have to admit that he slowed down in like yes. 2018. You would have to would tell Jordan Burroughs to his down. face that he's fallen off. No, but I wouldn't. Would, I wouldn't necessarily have to say that. He would not want to admit that, but. Uh, I I have said that multiple times. 2018 Jordan Burroughs is still close to the best in the world, but 2012-2013 Jordan Burroughs was a step ahead of everybody. So it would be interesting to hear what he said about that. Well, I I think there's a way to to soften that. It's not not just about, okay, he's older now, he was older in 2019, whatever. To me, it's more about the weigh-ins. He won in 2017, right? He looked great, but 2018, 2019, he, he falls short. I think in the weight, and then I think we saw it again in, uh, at, the, at the trials. This He's just not quite the same because of the weigh-in rules. He's had to shrink to a point that it's um, prohibiting him from wrestling the way we'd seen him do before. So I don't think it necessarily means, oh, he's dropped off significantly. Um, I think it means more like, hey, the, the, the weigh-in started to catch up with him. The, the new weigh-in rules. It's basically a weight change. Um, I mean, like, listen, I've been open about this before. I think he did slow down a step. I, but one of the things I think he's done really well is c- continue to evolve his style. Um, he's definitely not the same. From a, from a technical aspect, he's not the same guy he was uh, 11 through 13. And, that, that you know, it's great, right? As you get older and you slow down a little bit, you have to evolve your style. And he's been able to do it in such a manner that he's still maintained to be one of the best in the world. You know, he's – I don't think anyone would put him outside the top five at that weight class. And so no. the fact that he's been able to evolve his style in a manner in which he's still really, really good, that's that's 
what you should try to do. So, um, yeah, we can maybe talk more about Burroughs. I'm sure he's going to be a common topic of discussion for the next month or so and beyond as he tries to make a world team at 79 kilograms in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, where he has made world teams, two world teams, in fact, previously. So he'll return home, or I guess to his old home, and try to make that team. But a lot of other stuff to get to on the Olympic front. Jordan Burroughs was not on the Olympic team. Kyle Dake was. And we talked about his interview yesterday, him discussing his injury, or I guess we'll, we'll call it an injury. He didn't, I don't know, think he said injury. We know it wasn't weight-related, so we'll call it injury. And, uh, you know, was a, you know, how, his, how he cryptically described what was, what was your thought on that, that portion of well, the I, I was, show? Well, I was on Gilman, too. I think, I, I can't remember exactly what the wording was, but with the Gilman one, you, you think that G- uh, Gilman is going to give up Kale's secret shaman? Like, that ain't happened. So you, like you think that. it's you think it's uh well didn't gilman said kill sent me yeah to i guess so somebody in california um, i don't mm-hmm. know in person yeah the date thing was really i i was pu- kind of puzzled as you guys were like is it a chiropractic you know sometimes like your neck and gets put back in and all of a sudden you know everything starts clicking back there um i don't know what else it would be I, one time, I one time had a rib come out in my back, like, you know, your rib connects to your, by your spinal cord also. Mm-hmm. I had one of those come out and that was like, holy shit, I'm in so much pain. I can barely move right now. And then the, the chiropractor, boom, put it back in and I worked out like an hour later. It was no big deal. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of left wondering when he said that. Yeah. I, I yeah, we all were too. But uh, later in the interview, you know, every, everyone knows Cornell's gone through some Tremendous changes in the last couple months. Rob Cole leaves, Gabe Dean leaves, Max Dean leaves. So I, I wanted to ask Kyle about, hey, long term, are you are you committed to staying at Cornell? And uh, I, I found his answer interesting. We can roll it here. I think it's ready. Yeah, I mean, I got uh, what am I going to leave in the next three weeks before I go to the World Championships? You know, that's a tough that's a tough sell. For, for my wife and for my kids and for myself, you know, and, and I trust Mike. You know, I trust that he's going to do his his very best to get the right people there. I mean, he's been bringing in incredible people already. Um, you know, trying to get training partners, trying to get coaches, trying to get the right people surrounded, develop the right culture. Um, you know, so my plan right now is is to stay stay put for sure through the world championships. And I mean, we're gonna have to put our big boy hats on and be like, all right, well, what are we gonna do? You know, how are we gonna make this work perfectly? Because how, how do you replace, like who who can replace Gabe Dean, right? Who can replace Max? Who can, you know, there's not a lot of people that can do that. Not a lot of people. Um, and you know, you adapt and overcome. So give him a chance, see what yeah. they got. So it sounds like he's going to give Coach Gray – well, he he did not commit to Cornell long-term there. He committed to Cornell through the World Championships. Yeah, um, which is not long. Which is but, like the most obvious thing it's ever. It's also interesting he, to note he said through the World Championships. Yes. Yeah, he was – it was very uh, – yeah, I mean, and so, so the obvious thing is, well, he's not leaving before them, but the unsaid thing is that he would consider leaving – 
a- afterwards, right? Because I mean, yeah. if you're if you're fully committed, you would. I think you would just say, "I'm not leaving." No, Cornell's home. I'm not leaving here. I know Mike's gonna get the people, but he kind of put it sort of in Mike's corner. Like he's gonna have to get the people around me. He's gonna have to get the partners in. He's gonna have to figure that out. Or you know, he didn't say it, but it was. You can read between the lines pretty pretty easily there. Uh, I mean, pretty much damn well said it. He said, "How are you gonna replace Gabe Dean and Max Dean?" You know, essentially, uh, I mean, at this point, and as like I said, I, I'm a Missouri homer, obviously. At this point, you might as well make State College the National Olympic Training Center. They got three damn medals. They got another one in Bexod. He's there. Uh, I'm just move everyone there. I'm cool with it. Well, I I think that is the the obvious um, choice, right? If for or the obvious prediction you would make if you say, "Hey, he's going to go somewhere," it yeah. would be he. Tr- first of all, he trains there routinely with David and, and the crew yeah. as is, and it's not, it's not a far move. No, like it's yeah. So he'd still be near his you know his family's in Ithaca. It's where he you know he grew up in Ithaca. Yeah. So. Um, it, there's a lot of a lot of reason it makes it I, and honestly for and even for Penn State and, and Nittany Lion you look at their 74 contingent it's not like you're bringing them in at 86 or 97 where they have David and Kyle it's you know Nolf right Chenzo's gone so they don't have like a uh, they even in co- collegiately they don't have like a, a 74 kilo stud there right they've yeah. carter's a 79 aaron's an 86 you know facundo's a, a, a puppy right he's a true freshman and they even at 57 so they don't like have a, a super stud yeah. waiting in the wings there that they're gonna you know knock off the team by having kyle there it's they're they're they have not uh a, a, you could say an opening there for the team usa roster and you know, it's been yeah, speculated that he would move there for for a while, and now with with hearing him say that makes me think more strongly that um, that's a real possibility that he goes to Penn State. Yeah. Um, no, and then obviously he has Beck Zod and Franklin. They're also at seventy four, which is really nice, but they won't be competing for the American team. Right. Right. And you know, everyone everyone understands the the partners that are already there. So I mean, it would be it would be. Uh, you know, Snyder going was seismic and shocking. And then Gilman, it was like, oh, my gosh. And now at this point, if someone goes there, it's like, can you even be, like, uh, surprised, right? No. At, no, at this point. Ben, at ben, ben is calling it the Olympic Training Center now. I listen, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, one wants to live in, no one wants to live in Colorado Springs who trains there. Yeah. How's it move that single gun? Well, Jaden does. Didn't make the Olympic team. Well. And he's he's affiliated with the NJRTC. Dude, he ain't really there. He's, he's, he's like, I mean, he's there sometimes. He's there more than any other RTC. I but pictures of him yesterday. I know, but. He was in Texas training with Gordon Ryan. Do you see that? That was in Texas? It was in Dallas. Oh, that was New York. I don't think I think that Gordon Ryan hates New York. No, but he that's where they go and shoot the fanatic stuff in like Boston or something. No, they put up uh, the academy on their Instagram. And okay, I, that was a Dallas Academy. Dang. Well, I mean, but bottom line, Jaden is is a is a pupil of Kevin Jackson. So I, wherever he How is, how many people? Let me, let me ask you this, Christian. How many people actually 
total total people we'll say top five in the u.s train at the training center uh i think i think i'm men's freestyle only Jaden. yes only Jaden. yes move it move it why not I mean, we're, we're misapplying you resources. You can't move the Olympic we're, Training we're Center. Spending, we're spending resources at a place where they're clearly not being used very well. Move it. It, it doesn't have to do with Colorado Springs. It has to do with the fact that Kalen Company are at State College, and it's tied with Penn State. It, if Kalen Company were in Colorado Springs, Wait. they would go to Colorado Springs. Yeah. I, I'm about being as effective as possible. That, that's what I'm about here. But I want us to win some medals have success. One person is very clearly proving that they can produce medals and success and the Olympic training center is not. So why don't we go allocate our resources more effectively to the person who is producing results and medals? Well, because the IOC pays for it. It's on the Olympic training center with all yeah. the other sports. And figure out if you're US and figure out how not to spend money in Colorado Springs and, and siphon those resources to a place that can be used better. Well, for all, I mean, I, uh, I think it's, do you think they're they're sinking tons and tons of resources into Colorado Springs? It's not like they're sinking tons of resources into athletes there. They have the facility there. It's a great facility for running camps out of and whatnot and having the whole team there and the women's team is there. Uh, a, a lot of members of the women's freestyle team train there routinely. They have the camps there routinely. I think there, I think there is an advantage to having a an accessible hu- centralized hub where – you do training camps and you do them for juniors and cadet all age levels. I think they're getting good utility out of that. And I think the RTC model, what? Just do it somewhere better now. What do you mean? What do you mean better? They're they're, they're not going to go anywhere else. They're going to go to the RTCs. They're because it's not about the location. It has nothing to do with Colorado. It could be in. It's about the people that are at the location. Exactly. So exactly. State college. Why? What, what's the purpose what, of that? For what for right reason? That, so now, what, why does just let like Nittany Lion do things how they want to do it? Because all those camps that you're talking about and all those things um, are now going to be in in my in my right. I know not in real life. I know this is never really going to happen, but it might as well are going to be in the hands of someone who can more effectively use them in Kale and Company and. I mean, the, the point that you guys are neglecting here is if a United States athlete wants to live at the training center, their train, their, their stipend and everything will literally be paid for. But no one wants to live there because the train there is not good. So, you know, if we could get a lot of athletes living in uh, a central location, as I'm assuming that's what happens in Dagestan. I know they have a couple of really good training schools there. They have all their best guys in one area training together on a very regular basis. That is the most effective way to, to produce the best results. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be – I think you're, you're um, thinking or creating a sort of a utopia where all the good wrestlers live in one place in America. That is not going to be the case. Oh, they they compete against yeah. each other. They compete against each other. They're not going to – Dagestan competes against all the other republics in Russia. Like no, but them, guys, how many guys at the Olympics are, live, live and train in the same place? The answer is a lot of them. A lot yeah. of those yes. guys go back and train where they train. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a basis for uh, a model, right? To say everyone needs to train in the same place. You you clearly don't have to train in the same no, place. No, no, no. Obviously, it would obviously be helpful. Yeah, but about resources to the guy who's producing the most results. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think that would like elevate the NL So if you think yeah. the OTC was in State College, it would make uh, the Nanny Line Wrestling Club that much better. Like that, I'm not, I'm not that even, Kyle I'm would be such high that Gilman would win silver or gold, or like. Well, I think what would happen, and, and I mean, we're getting to this point a little bit, but you would have you know, multiple guys per weight class who could win medals. And, you know, I mean, Russia has how many of those weight classes? Why there? would people go to the OTC that didn't go to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club? Why don't they well, just go I to just the Nittany Line Wrestling Club? Um, I mean, if, if no, I mean, you're, the point you can make here, which would rebut everything I'm saying, is that Nittany Line Wrestling Club has infinite funding. And if you were to say that, you'd be kind of, right as as they have a lot of funding um but like i said so the at the otc you can get all your living expenses paid for like you can't get that other places so they would say any national team member who wants to live there you have all your living expenses paid for um and that would be very helpful you know and you can do all the camps there so people are being uh shown that system at an earlier age like all of the which who knows maybe they wouldn't Maybe NLWC wouldn't actually want that, but you never know. All right. I think this is kind of boring. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see with Dake. Uh, he's obviously going to Worlds. Uh, David committed to Worlds. Kyle Snyder committed to Worlds. We don't know about Gable. We don't know about Gilman. They had to decide what? When Three days. I, the 15th is the, the deadline. Monday. I don't know if that's by the 15th or like the end of the day, the 15th, or when exactly... USA Wrestling will announce um, their decisions, but uh, got it. Yeah, fifteenth. Okay. Um, so, quick news. Nothing oh. m- much to say. Bennett Berge to South Dakota State, huge recruit for Coach Hahn. Um, they added Brady to stat to the staff um, a couple months ago, and now they add his younger brother Bennett. Uh, the third Bergy brother that I can remember was a pretty high-profile recruit. And, um, yeah, great great signing for or, or commitment for, for Coach Han there. Yes. They're going to be pretty tough here in a couple of years once they get all these recruits in the mix. They're staying jacked? They're staying jacked. Remaining jacked. Okay, Gable Stevenson. He is making the rounds. He is uh, all over social media. He's flirting with Dana White, flirting with Vince McMahon, the NFL. Um, and now he was on Pardon My Take, huge podcast on Barstool Sports. Go blow that up. Blow, listen. Make it the most listened to podcast of all time. Yes, do that. And then he <laughs> goes back and forth with John Jones on Instagram yesterday about training in Albuquerque. Can you give me the cliff notes on the Pardon My Take podcast? Did he give any details or hints? I've not listened like yet. That? Yeah. So he's he wants you to blow it up, but he won't even listen to it. I, it I'm a busy man. It just came out yesterday. I listened to it today. He'll listen to it. Um, um, so yeah, I did. The NFL thing. I don't get the NFL thing. I just, I mean, I know he's talking about it, but one of the big reasons, one of the big reasons he would have so much immediate success, and by success, I mean monetary wise, also in MMA and M- in WWE, is that his name is so big. He has such a big personality. And that doesn't really help you all that much in football, um, given the fact also that he's not really all that large. Like Stephen Neal was a gigantic human being, 
and I think you guys talked about him weighing in at like 240 for the Olympics. Uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, that's not a very big person. I mean, he, he's um, just being silly. I mean, he, he knows he's not going to play in the NFL. Oh, really? I thought we were, I thought we were, cause, I mean, this is on the gambling lines. I thought people were taking this as a serious option. Only because, I guarantee, only because he tweeted and has, like, acted like, there, there's no way that's even a consideration. He's 250 pounds. Where's he going to play? Running back? It's on your side. I agree, with, I agree with you, but I feel like people are taking this as a serious option, and I was saying, I don't like it. No. He's, no. No way that's what he's entertaining at all. It's WWE and then MMA. Um He's not, he's not considering the NFL at all. Um, okay. Next up. Um, oh, we got we got breaking news from Kyle Brackey. Stevie, he listens to Pardon My Take. Uh, according to our good buddy Steve, he said on Pardon My Take that P.J. Fleck is trying to recruit him to play football for Minnesota, and he's supposed to give him an answer soon. Well, he, he came out with that before Pardon My Take. I remember he talked to him, um, but the Olympics conflicted with it a little bit because they've been training football as <laughs> a, sl- a slight conflict it's like i'd love to be at uh you know off-season training but I'm I, sure ha- they w- I do have the olympics i'm sure they would be happy to accept him now though but he's not gonna, he's definitely not gonna play football in minnesota yeah what the heck there's no way he's just i think he's just keeping his name out in all circles um mm. i think it's smart so more gable um sarah hildebrand Talk about her performance a little bit because it was. I thought it was fantastic. You know, I thought her her recovery from her semifinal loss was was impressive. I was stunned the way her her semi match materialized, but I kind of I don't know. As you look for the positive in things, and we would have ended the Olympics uh, an amazing Olympics in all likelihood with a loss, you know, with, with him hit her likely hitting Sasaki or would have hit Sasaki in the finals and just how that was likely to materialize. Um, it was cool to see her go out with a win and recover. And, um, you know, from, I liked how she, when she was up two one, instead of like hanging out, she looked and build, built her lead. And I think she has now taken over the, the throne as the, the best parterre offensive wrestler on the on the women's team, surpassing Adeline, who had no turns, I don't think, uh, at, least, at least not in her quarter, semi, or final. No turns. And uh, shoot, Sarah was getting in her, in her semi that she lost getting it here. So I thought she had an interesting perspective on parterre. So let's listen to that real quick, then we can discuss. And just knowing, like, I could put any match away, like, it doesn't matter if I'm down 8-0. If I, I know if I have a good turn, I can win any match at any time. And I feel like just really, really focusing in on that lace is, um, I mean, I've done just thousands and thousands of reps, you know, and, and from that transition from the single leg. So just knowing it can be so deadly, it's, it's worth every second spent on there. I, I think what impressed me most about your lace is, like, the transitions are obviously great, and it's the best way to do it, but there were sometimes they, you know, they're angled apart. They're just that's all they're defending. And yeah. You're still able to, to put them together. Yeah. And so I was just talking to my parents, and I was like, I feel like violent, like pissed when I like get on top. It's like almost like animalistic. I'm like, I will break your ankles. Like, and I, and it's funny because I don't feel like that when I'm, like you know, I'm down to fight hard, but when I'm on my feet, it's very like, I'm gonna out-technique you, I'm gonna out-quick you, I'm out, 
all of this, it's not as much as that like brute, you know, but when I get on top, I'm like, it feels like life or death to me. Like it, it's a very violent feeling. It's almost scary. It's like, I would be practicing on my sister and I would get pissed that I couldn't turn her. And I'd be like, you need to walk away because I want to break your legs right now. I'm like, <laughs> get up and walk away. And I don't usually feel like that, but it would, it feels very violent. <laughs> and so, you know, when I get in there in that match and my quarterfinals, that lace was like, I remember thinking, I'm like, I will break this girl's ankles. Like, I do not care. And it's like, <laughs> it's like so strange. It's a very distinct feeling. No. Oh. Sarah Hildebrandt will snap your ankles. Let there be no doubt. She is modern day Allen Iverson. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's not the first time that comparison has been made, JD, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the list, everything she's saying is true. She's a beast on top, but I would, I would, I would go deep. I would argue, uh, with her of like, man, if that, if that mentality you're using is so effective on top, let's just do that thing everywhere. Like that thing you're doing, that's making you so effective, this animalistic thing. Let's just go, go all the way. So I, I thought about that and, and later in the interview, I said that that kind of mindset makes sense for that very specific position. But if you like go kamikaze, crazy, like DeSanto mode times a thousand on your feet and stuff, like if you're yeah. like that, you're so vulnerable if you're that wild. But with something, the the risk of being over aggressive on a lace is minimal. You can even expose yourself you can and ex not give up yeah, points if you don't get the turn. It's even safer than a gut. A gut, you can get stepped over and pinned. You see that routinely. I mean, I've seen one instance where someone gets in real trouble trying a leg lace. And. Uh, but other than that, there's it's so low risk. I feel like you can like have a very specific like lunatic mentality on top yeah. uh, for that position. But yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you would pair it with some other things. It's just not go ham twenty you know, all the time. But is that because she isn't overly aggressive on her feet at all? I would say. Um, and you know, she did turn up a little bit. Maybe I don't know. I, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe she toyed with that already, and maybe it just doesn't work to your guys' point. Uh, but I, I would explore that a little bit for sure. All right, J JD's googling elementary schools right now. I wonder what's going on. Uh -oh. What are you doing? Uh, nothing, something just came up for okay. me. I guess he's uh, he loves elementary okay. schools. All right, um, so Sarah, Sarah, is she going for another quad also? So I feel certain she's going for another quad. What she was non-committal about was Worlds. She was basically like, I need Why? to get healthy. We'll see. I don't know. So did not, was not. Um, well, she's got the weight issue too. I don't think so. You, well, go back up or stay at 50. Oh, well. It, I didn't mean like her making weight up, but she's she competed at 53 and 55 prior to this. And like, I don't think it was. You know, a cakewalk making 50, something she, she would want to do f for a whole quad. I asked her about it specifically, and she um, she made it sound like, yeah, the the cut is not great, but I'm, I'm, I've got it really under control. It's no problem. Like, even she was like uh, 2.1 kilos over after her semi-loss, and she's like, all right, I'm not – she's like – but then she's like, I made it no problem. So, now a lot of people will say that, like, ah, it's not a problem just kind of like a thing they have to they're telling themselves but i i kind of believe that it's not that big of a 
thing for her. But who knows? I don't two, know. 2.1 kilos is over, it's like four and a half pounds, which for someone at 50 her size, kilos. Her size? That's a lot. It's substantial. Yes. Um, that's substantial. I mean, it's, we're talking, what, 5%, 6% that weight class? Because she's like 110. 110-ish pounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Okay. I, I, I would go up. If, if I were her, yeah, you can't make fifty. I'm, I'm not making fifty. I'm... JD can't make fifty. Speaking of fifty kilograms, Yui Sasaki has the most preposterous-looking uh, UWW database picture. I don't know if Troy, if you can pull that orange and white striped picture in, but there, there's not much like it. But she, it's only ones. She's won everything. She's basically entered. Um, JD has theorized that she has lost domestically. She's lost three times. Three times. To Ike. Okay. The, that's why she didn't wrestle in 2019 Worlds. You notice she only wrestled in juniors yes. in 2019, not the 2019 Senior World Championships, which was actually huge because that's how Japan decided their Olympic team mm. was the 2019 Worlds. If you medaled, you were just on the team oh, my no goodness. matter what. But Ike blew it and didn't medal. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is why she didn't have a seed going into the Olympic Games either. And why some people made a lot of money off of her because she was an underdog. Cause she, oh, my gosh. Because people don't know what, anything about wrestling. Yes. Making lines. Um, yeah, I remember. What was Haji when he when the when the lines came it's out? Like minus no, a thousand or something. No, plus. Plus, plus, like plus a thousand. Like plus a thousand. And it, I mean, that guy was right Susaki there to win. Went from um, you bet plus two fifty to minus. No, I didn't make any bets. Dang it! I, I it's not um, it's not as easy in Texas. Another host did because he knows people oh. in different states. Oh yeah, he's got he's got connections. Not me. I would never, as a big J, <laughs> bet on the largest of J's the Olympic Games. But yeah, so look at pull this in. This is uh, Yui Sasaki, the Olympic champion at fifty kilograms database paint it's just ones it looked like three cadet world championships there she won juniors several seniors just nothing but winning and like i said this was this is a woman who competed in the junior world championships two years ago she yeah she's 22 very young so she competed in both juniors and seniors in 18 yes won them both she's she's phenomenal she's going to be and you maybe the bar for for women's wrestling for the future if she continues and we've seen japanese wrestlers with just insane longevity they had two basically goats with uh, icho and yoshida winning umpteen world and olympic titles and now uh you know yui sasaki's in line to be what one of the next one of the next grades um Speaking of, of women's wrestling, gender equality, it's a, an interesting note here. Um, so the, the, Wait, okay. can I ask yeah. you, is this, because uh, it doesn't clarify in the thing, this is, um, it doesn't say wrestling in here, but I guess you're assuming that it's going to have an uh, effect on wrestling? Well, yeah, let's, let's, let me cue it up and then we can kind of chat about it. So the IOC has said, in, in so specifically, Paris 2024, We'll see for the first time in Olympic history the participation of the exact same number of female athletes as male athletes. So they will have a, a perfect 50-50 balance in the number of competitors. Now, the obvious conclusion here 
if they apply this to wrestling, is Greco Romans in trouble? Because they're. Well, yeah. Or. I, I heard that rumor years ago. Well, yeah. But with its rumor. But now you're seeing the the IOC, the Olympics, talk specifically about it here. Yeah. So and I mean, the, the rumor I heard was they're going seven and seven, and then two beach wrestling will go two and two, so we'll have nine men's, nine women's. That I haven't heard. Yeah. That was that was the rumor beach. I heard was that there were going to go seven freestyle weights in both styles, men's and women's, and then they were going to go two beach in each, and that would be nine and nine total total medals as we have now. Um, and it would be equal men and women's. Man, I don't know what to think about beach wrestling. Like, it's it's WWE is pushing beach. They, they love it. What? Yeah, I mean, it's very simplistic, right? It's like uh, you get three. You have to score three points, which I believe is like the takedown in the back is all three points. So if that's you're the match. Like one move, that's the match. So from like a competitive standpoint, it's I think it's kind of stupid, but. I think they want like, you know, that a lot of people go for that quick action, ooh, this big move happened and the match is over type of gimmick. It's very similar to sumo. Yeah. So, you know, for the, it's been rumor and discussed and Greco and this and that, but this is the this is the first I've seen where I, I was not aware that they had the, the ISC had this goal. I think it's a great goal of, of equal participation. But the the saving thing for, for Greco could be they're saying the same number of athletes. So there could be a, yeah. some sports where they just have more female participation than male. Maybe they, maybe they reduce men's gymnastics and increase women's. I don't know. I'm theorizing. It's like college athletics well, where are there you have your football team and then you make up for it with a couple extra women's programs. Yes. Are there sports in the Olympics that have just a female component? I, I don't know. because I actually did I watched zero Olympics besides wrestling, so I yeah. have no idea. I'm sure there are. Um, I, I'm not that familiar with all the Olympic sports. I can't think of one off the top of my head. but I mean, the big ones are swimming, track and field, diving. I think all those have equal. It's very, it's very obvious for them to have. I think there, there may be some different throwing things or something or um, – but it, it, regardless, I'm pretty sure the majority of, of uh, the Olympic sports have a, a male and female component that can be very easily, you know, applied. So re- wrestling really does stick out in this way that we have a sport that is just only women or only men do it. Synchronized swimming. Okay. Softball. Is that male but there's or also only baseball. Only yep. Synchronized swimming. Baseball that's taken out of the Olympics. No. Japan. Um, brought it back because Japan loves baseball, and there's that thing where you can, um, like the host gets to pick, yeah, some, and then rhythmic <laughs> gymnastics. For LA Olympics, we should add add professional football. <laughs> it's so funny. Playing Denmark and uh, we got- not necessarily. We almost lost basketball, and who knows how many professional football players no one, would actually basketball play is played year round. Is played worldwide. Nah, that's true. <laughs> no one plays American football but us. That's true. Uh, we we would absolutely annihilate. So it's a it's a, I don't it's I thought the Olympic sports were set for 2024. I thought the uh, and I thought the weights and everything and I thought everything was set through 24 and that couldn't be changed. But this this says whoops I'm slapping my mic here. Uh, this says 
is kind of contrary to that. So we'll kind of wait and see, but it's definitely notable that it could be. They a, were at 48.8% um, women athletes this year. So pretty, it won't be a big shift. That's pretty Whatever close. happens. That's pretty close. 1%. Okie doke. Um, next up. All right. Th- so I thought it was weird on Twitter, but Twitter's weird. It became, um, what was it? Um, like uh, everyone kind of put up their walls when we started doing good in the Olympics, and it made it a war. It was either a case for why folk style should be eliminated or why folk style is like the reason for success. And I thought both takes were so strange to me. Um, uh. Like the idea that we have all this insane success and now is the time to like completely change and uh, – the system in which wrestling wrestlers are created in America. I thought that was weird. And I also thought it was a weird time for um, folk style people to be like, yes, this is why we're so good. It's folk style. Um, I know what JD thinks, but I'm curious for your thoughts first, Ben. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that there's certain things that I think folk style gives us, certain components, that, and and those components were very evident in the matches that you know, David Taylor and Gable came back at the very end. Um, I'm assuming that's what most people... I, I didn't see these arguments on Twitter, so I'm assuming that's what most people were really excited about. But that ability to grind through people, you don't really see a lot of other countries have that. I think you would say we are a number one at that. There's no one better. Um, and I would say that definitely comes in folk style from folk style a lot more than it does from freestyle. So I, th- I think there are certain components of folk style that help us. And that's like, I mean, if we want to create a perfect wrestler and it's hard, right? I, I think it was all time because I'm in a wrestling academy. And I think, you know, for me in wrestling, it was like, I have, I have limited time. So how do I make the best use of this time? But if we think about, okay, if we had a kid who could do high level gymnastics, that, that's going to help. We got, we got a guy who is a great Greco wrestler and he has upper body skills. That's going to help. If we have a guy who did jiu-jitsu, because there are certain body motions in jiu-jitsu that help. Judo, same thing. Um, you know, we could steal from all of these different components, from all of these different aspects and to make a great freestyle wrestler. Now, you know, the realistic part of it is we don't really have time to do all that. So the most effective thing uh, to focus on to make a guy a Fargo champion is freestyle wrestling. Um, but I think, I think it would be hard to not acknowledge the benefits that come from folk style because that is probably the closest pair to freestyle. Yeah. And also m- many of the nations have like kind of a, you know, their own sort of national yeah. style of wrestling, right? And ours is folk right. style. It closely mirrors freestyle in a lot of ways in, in how you score. I think there's, I think there's something about the, the continuous nature and the fewer stoppages and and I don't know. I, th- I think there's a couple of things that contribute. There, there's one thing that, that cannot be discounted. There is a factor, a, a very real tangible thing that is not American bias that we are just a little grittier and a little tougher late, late in some matches. That is just yeah. a fact. It is indisputable. And you can, you can attribute that to different things. But – we have to start the conversation with we have an advantage here, okay? And it was clear. It was clear in freestyle. It was clear with Miles Amin. You know, it's clear with our it's clear with our ladies. There's, there's just something. We've just got a little something. And 
I, I, now the factors that, you know, what, what they are, I don't know. But I think, I think a big part of it is the culture in which they're, they're trained. And I think folk style is a part of that. I think it is, it is tough that the, there's no, a lot of, some of the best coaches in the, in the country saying there's no tougher tournament than the NCAA wrestling tournament. Right. Yeah, it's harder to win. It's, it's easier. You can score points in freestyle easier. So you can win matches a lot easier in freestyle folk style. You gotta, you gotta figure out how to grind out a lot of the matches. And then also obviously, um, you know, I think the scrambling adds to the difficulty of, of scoring on athletes, which makes the, I mean, the, the place you're going to get the most exhausted. And we talked about this with David Taylor's is in the scrambles. 100%. Yep. There's no, no place that's more exhausting than that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think there's a, a little bit of, um, it's it's um, myopic in some ways. Like to to look at or to look at. Let's take Gable's parterre defense and just to attribute that to he's not working on parterre defense because he's doing folk style is sort of ignoring the fact that no, free, people who train freestyle year round for their entire lives get turned in gut wrenches too. So you can't just attribute a lapse in skill to the style, right? So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could talk about this for a while, but we'll, JD is uh, he's chomping at the bit. Abolish folk style forever. Get get rid of it. It's Man. dumb. We have success in freestyle despite the fact that we train folk style. I think our toughness comes from our like yes, folk style tougher per se, maybe more conditioning. Um, I think that it comes from wrestling seven minute matches in college. Our emphasis on conditioning, uh, our the fact that like I don't know, just our up like upbringing, like it you can be tough in freestyle wrestling. Tell that to Yegoyev, who beat Thomas Gilman late. I'm not he was obviously in worse shape, but guess what? He won late, got it done. Like yeah. and Gable almost lost because of his lack of parterre defense. How often was he changing parterre defense from the months of October through March? I don't Every know. Every year. How, I mean, how much was he really working, like, do you think he was working, like, stand-ups and, and you know, spiral rides a lot either? I doubt no, it. he was working on the feet. Yeah. Exactly, which is what won him his match. Right. So, he, I mean, he dedicated time where he needed to have his... And he almost lost his, because of his lack, lack of parterre defense. But he won because of his neutral skill, his pressure, his ability to... Yes, which I'm saying if we wrestled freestyle all the time, would work. It's the same. Well, Ben's cr- crushing a water bottle. I don't know if that's symbolic. Oh, yeah. Like we still lose to Russia. We lost. But but you can't. You don't just get to blame folk style for that. I can I can say it's a reason. It's part of it. I don't think it's. Part were of we it. tougher when we were like losing big time from 20, 2005 to two thousand eleven? Yeah, but, so what, but darn it, we were tougher. So what's what's the dip? But okay, so what's the difference? Because we place an emphasis well, on freestyle I, I, I at a young age. age. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's not it, JD. I can answer that very clearly because I was part of that unsuccessful era. Um, and I think there was a holdover of, um, and I've said this. People get mad at me for saying this, but I don't know. Go watch. It's true. The uh, Gable era. Let's just grind them down, right? So the rule set became bad for us. In addition to Russia was advancing technique really quickly. And then 
you know, Burroughs provided that spark, but the, it, it's continued to get better and better, right? So our we are better now than we were in 2013 or 14, right? We continue to get better. And a lot of it is that there has been a high amount of technical focus, focus on sparring in America that has happened. And I think you would say maybe with certain Russian guys, we're not there on a technical standpoint, but we're not all that far off. So um, I think now we have the best of both worlds, that Gable, Gable era, like pressure, toughness. And then also um, with the... Uh, the technique and the sparring that have been implemented since then. So I think we have the best of all worlds. Yeah. So, okay. But so you're saying because if we wrestled freestyle from a very young age, if the high school system was freestyle, if college was freestyle, we would not be any better as a country. We would not have more guys better at the international level. You think it, it would be the exact same? Um, no, I think I tell so now. I think I didn't. I never made the argument. Uh, I think you would have a hard time um, arguing that that would make any sense. Well, there are people arguing that online. Well, I've even met them, um, high level so, like coaches. I, 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 so there was an interesting book called Oh my gosh, who? Are, um, let me find the name of this book. And and it kind of talked about the concept that I talked about in the beginning of like developing. What the hell is the name of the damn book? Oh, I know the author. Um, uh, oh, it's called Range. That's what I can. Why generalists triumph in a specialized world? So essentially, what Range was talking about was um, when people are too specialized. And I, listen, I'm not saying this is for sure the case uh, in this instance. But when people are too specialized, um, they can't pull problems from other areas of knowledge and use them to solve the task. So, like I said, you know, in the, in the first instance I gave, we could, if you were wanted to create the ideal freestyle wrestler, you could take all these things and put them in one athlete, and that would be ideal. We don't have time to do that. It's impossible to have the time to do that. Um, but I think folk style wrestling is close to a mirror, and we could steal some of those skill sets from folk style, put them in freestyle. So, I, I mean, I think it's hard. So, I'm, I'm arguing both sides at the same time now. I think it's hard to argue that we wouldn't be better but at the same time maybe we would miss out on some things that we need and maybe although despite the fact that it seems highly counterintuitive that that is one of the reasons we're having a lot of success look i'm not saying folk style is all bad i think you can train folk style aspects or whatever but i'm just saying that if from a very young age you say no you don't do stand-ups you work parterre defense like for the most part you do that and you train freestyle, we become better as a whole. And people are making the argument, we just had our best year in USA Wrestling history. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We still lost. And tell that to, tell that to the women that don't train folk style. The women's programs, the you know the high school and the college programs well, that are rising that they, wrestle freestyle. They lost two, but they lost I know two. they lost two. They lost worse. We're, we're further behind Japan than... We are Russia. I know. I'm, I'm just you, saying. You just shot your argument right in the foot. No, I'm saying tell those women's programs to wrestle folk style. But that argument sounds absurd. No, that doesn't. No, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't even think that's a counter. No, you're saying yeah. because we that wrestle folk. Counter. To the people saying that we have the that women should wrestle folk style from high in high school and college, and then move on to wrestling freestyle predominantly. 
But the new women's programs are being created wrestle freestyle because that's the Olympic style. Okay, I'm. You kind of lost me. Um, so I guess we can go. I don't understand that point. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you, I see. You're saying, JD, that uh, if we said, okay, what's the solution to be in Japan? We're gonna make all the college girls a folk style, and that seems pretty absurd. Is I think what you're yes, saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and um, I'm saying, so, but I'm okay, saying that's an absurd we argument. Have, we have a great thought experiment now. We have women wrestling just freestyle, and we have men wrestling folk style. So we'll get to see how this plays out. It's, it's, so I mean, honestly, if you want to come to the best solution, you run the most amount of tests, and we have a good test here. So I guess if the women start winning worlds every single year, we'll have a good indication of what we should do. All right. Also, if you say this is done. We'll just, we'll just ignore him. This is an A-B conversation. He, we can see him later. JD. He can KGB his way out of it. Look, I'm, no, I'm, you, I want America to be the best. I'm trying to get America to beat Russia. That's what I want. No. Okay, now so I, I get want, it, Ben. So I want them to why wrestle freestyle. I want everyone to wrestle why freestyle. Why why a, first of all, it's a better product. Guys, one at a time for the love. What, Ben? Why doesn't Russia have a better women's team? Uh, they don't care. I don't think they don't invest resources in it. I think so. Yeah, I thought I was thinking about this too. I think commonly in Olympic sports, they're they're because they choose the the athletic path for a lot of these athletes, right? They're like, okay, you go over here to the wrestling. You're doing this, and I think they're moving their their women's athletes, their best athletes, to different sports, whereas the men. They're getting some of the, the best athletes. That's my theory. I watched the Russian wrestlers and the athletic difference between like the quality of the athlete that we have, Japan has, etc., and even comparing the quality of the athlete that they have on the men's side, I think is really different. So um, I, I think that's part of it too. I think they're just a little less – I don't think they're getting the pick of the litter for the best of the best women's like the men are. That's my guess. I don't know. I just think they prioritize it differently. Um, that's a theory. I don't know if it's true or not. But watching, that's kind of what I what I felt. Okay. Um, looking ahead, World Team Trials in Lincoln, Nebraska, very soon. Less than a month away. Hard to believe. Uh, if you're on an Olympic team and didn't medal, if you want to be on the team, you have to wrestle off. you gotta, you got to make it. That's going to be tough for those... Uh, That'll be ten Greco weights, uh, a few of the w- women's weights, especially if you know if Adeline du- or I think Adeline, yeah, Adeline was non-committal, Helen was non-committal, and uh, Sarah Wait, was non-committal. I, I got another, I got another fire back at JD. JD, if all of our Greco guys are wrestling exclusively Greco after high school, no folk style, Uh-oh. why aren't they doing better? Uh, well, I don't think, A, you need to wrestle Greco from, like, a young age. It's very specialized. Like, and all of the pool of athletes that just wrestle Greco is tiny in America. And most of them don't wrestle folk style collegially. They don't wrestle folk style, though. Maybe they need a little, Maybe well, some spiral rides. Maybe they need some chops. Actually, like, our, our last can... person, our last person who did well was Adam Kuhn who wrestled folk style that year. Yes, that year. But like that's that just because we need. If you want to like improve Greco, you need to make it more prominent in the states by 
like more people watching it more eyes on it more and then more athletes going into it and more people specializing at it we were better we weren't i mean we were never great but we weren't this bad either so i struggle with that yeah, I don't know. And now they actually have a, a uh, you know, Northern Michigan that probably started existing when I was in college, I'm guessing. You know, they have a, a location where post high school kids can go and train just Greco. Um, and man, we, we're, we're really struggling. I think they may need some folk style. Might need it. Might need it. I think, listen, we've, we've already established that J, JD is a Russian spy, he's a Russian agent. And so anything he's trying to do that he says is in the name of helping USA Wrestling is actually to our own detriment. So I now know that we have won the argument because we know where your allegiances truly lie. Look, if you want, if you say folk style, the fact that we train folk style improves us on the senior level where we wrestle freestyle, look yourself in the mirror and is it, is it because A, you like folk style, but like the product of folk style better, which that is fair, but it, it doesn't mean that it makes us better if you just like the product more or do, do you not want to change or is it because you for some reason are tied into folk style because you are a coach who doesn't know freestyle or your um position is tied into a college yeah. that needs folk style wrestling because that is what it is like then you are yeah. slightly biased as yeah, a college well, coach that's, that's obvious uh, I mean, I you know the other thing I, I Christian said I it, but I change. Make, he didn't make enough emphasis on it. Was that there's a lot of it, most of these countries do have some type of uh, wrestling style that's endemic to them, right? I mean, when I went to freaking, uh, I won a championship two man that won tour of Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and caught, they all have uh, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan. I don't know, a bunch of those stands. They all have their own style. They said, this is our national style of wrestling, you know? And they would, like, mm-hmm. show me and whatever, you know? So, like, everyone does have it, just like we have folk style. Um, and so when we, it's, it's, we can't neglect that part of the argument also. Yes, um, except, like, I think pretty much Dagestan and Osetia is, is freestyle wrestling, and they're the best at putting out world and Olympic champions. Our, our style is very similar to... Uh, freestyle, which is why I think we're very good, which is why I think training folk style it has been good for us, but I just think we would be better if we trained freestyle from a young age. Well, I think we can have it all. I think we can, ha- I think we can wrestle folk style and be the best. I think that's been proven. We won in 2017 when Russia tried to win. We were a match, a match away with five participants in these Olympics from winning. So, And we're getting better. Look at our depth. We're, we're com- I think we're. I think United States is going to win in 2021 Worlds. I think we're going to win. Boom! Let's go. Is that because you think Russia's not going to send all their best guys? No, I think we're going to have a better team. I think we're going to have we're going to have Jor- we're going to add Jordan Burroughs and Jaden Cox to our team. Um, we're going to have J- James Green. Um, I, I just think we're going to be good. We're right there at all these other weights. We're going to have a 65. We know we have a medalist potential 65. I I believe it. Even though we haven't had one since Bill's at it. I don't know. I think we're going to be good at 61, especially if Gilman goes. We're going to have Russia will send Abbaskazi, who is very, very good. He's a pound-for-pound top 15, 20 guy in the world. But I think think we can win uh, Worlds in in 2021 in Oslo. I think it's going to happen. And especially if, if... 
Russia doesn't send Sajalayev. That's why I think Sajalayev's going to go. Because Russia will want to win. They will not want to lose to America. And I think they're going to send, they'll say, Sajalayev, you go. Kami Spey is backing me up. He says we can he, win it all. Yeah, he's, folk style. he's, he's an agent too. It's just going to be more difficult to do. He's thank, an agent thank you, too. Thank you, Andrew. And I, I am saying that as well, that I'm not saying like folk style is the worst and we can't win with folk style. I love the NCAA tournament. I, I enjoy watching folk style wrestling, although I do enjoy watching freestyle more. But like, I think just to say that it's absurd to say that if we didn't train freestyle from a very young age, everybody in the country, that we wouldn't be better. Well, and the thing is, we'll just never know. I don't know. There's no the way. The rules to are know. getting more and more similar to freestyle. Yeah, it's good. Little little subtle tweaks. We can keep our thing about it. It's and slowly, 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 until it is abolished forever. And eliminated riding time. All right. Um, so let's talk about World Team Trials. We've talked about what medalists we know are returning. It's a pretty small list, actually, of the nine medals we had. I think only uh, David Taylor, Kyle Date, Kyle Snyder, and on the women's side, shoot, did even Tamara? I think Tamara did. And we don't know about Adeline. We don't know about Helen. And we don't know about Sarah. So only four of our nine medalists, I believe, have committed. And I'm not even – I'm even second-guessing myself on Tamira. Um, I feel pretty certain right, she will. Actually, how many out of nine will wrestle? Um, I think Sarah will. I don't know about Helen. Now, if Sarah goes up, she does not get the spot. She gets a bye to the finals. Wait, who? Yes, that means Sarah, if she moves weights, she does oh. not get the spot automatically. She then has to wrestle up, but she gets a bye to yeah, the yeah. finals, the challenge tournament. It then becomes a challenge tournament finals and similar to a final X scenario. Right. So, yeah, I think I don't know if we'll – I don't think we'll see Gable. Um, so that's – I think a, Gable's the least likely. I think we'll see Adeline. I think we see her. Um, I think we'll see Tamira. Helen, I'm, I'm, she's wrestling. She was so happy at the end. I'll say she does it. I'll say Sarah does it. I don't think Gilman. I don't think Gable. Um, those are just predictions. No inside information. So you really think Gilman's not in? I, I don't know. I mean, the injury thing and uh, fatherhood. Yeah, open christian the energy pathways are if they remain open then i think uh yeah i i think man when you're on a heater like that like gilman is wrestling that well keep it going keep it going ride the wave baby ride it um so what what kind of registration stuff do we have going on here jd you want to give us the kind of the rundown yeah uh it's not exactly popping off yet it the interesting thing yanni did is at 65 it was previously said or reported or rumored that well, he said it yeah he said it <laughs> they they do this I, it's a weird thing the wrestlers do uh, this thing they think it's like like penn state guys do it or they joke about changing weights but they it's not as funny because the thing is totally plausible it would make sense it's like yeah yanni's big it's like Nick, these guys could be changing weights it's not like actually funny it's just it's a plausible thing that would 
Actually, it's funny to them. Yeah, it's funny to them, but it's not actually funny. Funny. It's like ah, I'm going seventy. Like no, you're not. Um, but yeah, Yanni is going sixty-five. I think he's just joking around with uh, on, on Bash's podcast. I think it was on Bash's podcast. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad because Zane, I think, is going up, and Jo. We got all these people. 70, at Seventy will be fun. Seventy's gonna be wild. Um, but yeah, love to see Yanni at sixty-five. Um, I'm. I think we would see Nick Lee at 65. It would surprise me if he didn't as well as I – mean, talk about riding the wave, the, the Olympic trials that guy just had. Um, you would think we would see him. Um, okay, so Yanni at 65. Guaze has already entered at 125. I don't think that necessarily means he knows Gable's decision. Uh, I, I think it just means it's a scenario where – He's going to go anyway with the Cornell guys. He It's not like he has to cut weight to make 125. It's not like he could switch weights. He can't make 97. So it's just like... You don't know that. I, I suppose that's true, I guess. I guess. Uh, but I think it's just a scenario where he's like, yeah, I'm going to enter. Um, be, because if Gable doesn't go, like, I, it doesn't change anything for him. What do we know about 61? Carter Young is there. Carter Young? That he's the only one registered right now. Okay. So there's speculation, you know, will will Nick Suriano go 61? Will Dayton, um, Gross, yeah. if, Vito? If Gilman go, takes the spot, 61 is going to become insane. Yes. Um, what else here? Jaden will be back. Jaden, you would have to assume, at, at 92, mm-hmm. which will be good, and he'll be, I guess – basically unchallenged now is colin moore has he mentioned if he would ever go down to 92 or is he like i'm too big i think he should be able to make 92 he used to i'm trying to think of how long ago that was 20 it's definitely been a while yeah 2019 he made 92 for a world team trial so you know i don't know how how much bulking he's done or but yeah i I think and you know if Jaden ever i think 92 could be a good home for colin because if Jaden ever makes his permanent home 97 then we've got a we've got a real vacancy at at 92 which is what we thought we would be looking at potentially if Jaden made the team at at 97 because kyle can't kyle can't make 92 i don't think there's any scenario no or that i mean he he outgrew 197 after his true freshman year, basically. So I think there would be a real vacancy there for you know him or could a Kyven make it? I don't know. That may be that may be a stretch as well. So it could be a good good home for Colin, especially if Jaden ever goes up. But we'll see. It's very likely Jaden will go 92 and make the team this year. So, um. Other thing, Jakara gets a bye to the semis for taking fifth at the Olympics, which is pretty cool. So hopefully we see her there. Hopefully, I, I hope we see all the Olympians. I think one thing, we're leaving the Olympic Games pretty healthy, right? Like, um, what you call it? Uh, you know, Gilman came in injured but looked as good as ever. Everyone else looks pretty good. Dake figured it out the last day of the Olympics or his last day. So... I think we'll see him. 
keeping it moving. I'm going seven. I'm my number is seven. You never answer. I don't think you ever fully answered. Oh, I guess I didn't. I'll say, I'll say eight. Everyone but eight. Gable. Everyone but Gable. Jakar is another one who I assume will move weights. Think she'll go fifty-five? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's wrestled even fifty-seven at some points in her career for select tournaments. Um, so maybe not. Maybe similar to Sarah. She says, eh, no, the cut's fine. But I doubt it because she wrestled 55 at Pan Am's after Olympic trials. Well, I'm, I'm curious, Ben, like if, if you've held a weight as long as they have from, you know, before April through April to now, is do you, do you look at October and say, what's, what's two months? To- yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what you say for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so- yeah, because it's like, especially with the the weigh in, uh, man. Yeah, I, I would definitely continue to hold. I mean, I would just say I don't want to say forever, like, but if you're gonna make a, here's the way I would think about it: if you're gonna make a move up to the next weight class, then make the move up and then really dedicate time to that, you know, uh, and then stay there forever. But if if this is gonna be your home. Wrestle there, except for maybe a couple. Like I mean, I would think I'd bump in maybe a couple small tournaments. Hey, there's this small tournament. I'm gonna go up to 79 because I don't want to make weight. But anything that's really, really important, I'm gonna make the right weight class. Got it. What I'm also not sure of technically. I know fifth place finishers got to buy to the semis, but you get downgraded to a buy to the semis. If you change weights, if you're Olympic medalist, if you change weights when you're Olympic fifth, do you get downgraded even more? Probably not, but I, sorry, I'm just wheel spinning no, in my head. Good point. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I would uh, have to go back and reread the team selection criteria. Maybe. Speaking of Lincoln, Nebraska, huge news out of Lincoln, Ben. I'm sure you've already heard the news what? that a family dollar store on Layton Avenue in Nebraska, Lincoln, the whole, all the employees walked out. They left. There's just a sign. We all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. What'd you say? I saw this in the doc. I could not figure out what had to do with anything. Well, I mean, obviously we have in our free time when we get to Lincoln, we got a we got a store we can check out. This is this is big news. This was on my, you know, this showed up in my Austin, Texas Twitter newsfeed. So it's, it's moving around. So. Uh, good luck to that family dollar. Tough times in uh, in Lincoln, especially for the, the patrons of that family dollar store. All right. Let's go to some questions and then get the heck out of here. I want Ben's answer on this. What is Uh-oh. Snyder's adjustment path to beating Sajulayev in Oslo? If you're Kyle Snyder's I, coach, what are the things we're doing? We, we already talked about this. Well, what do you I, think? Uh, I don't remember your exact game I plan. Exactly, I said exactly the strategy. I don't, I don't know that it's the long-term strategy, but I, I told you guys the strategy that I would play in Oslo, which is do nothing, hand fight as hard as I can, hopefully get him tired, and then score late. Okay. No, Can you shoot on him? What, what's the soonest you can shoot on it this guy? It did not work out. It didn't work out for us uh, last week. So I would try. Late in the match, not. got the high crotch. Yeah, I would say there was a little bit of concession to that, given the fact that... I agree. Like, Man, it's yeah. so funny. I, I, watching that in real time, I did not think that. But I talked to someone right afterwards, 
uh, as you know, spin zone for Kyle, just like trying to think positively. And I'm talking to a, to a to you know someone on USA staff or someone that was a coach, and they're like, "That's they're like that's not a that wasn't a takedown." They I said, "Well, he took him down with the high crash." Like, no, he he's like he gave that up. I was like, "Really?" But now everyone else is saying that, and I just feel like an idiot. But like, um, he he. He fought hard when it got down to the mat, and he tried to like kind of circle and square up. But are you guys saying he just yeah. kind of turned down and gave up that? A little yeah. bit. I think he just got his like head hands kind of got beat a little bit uh, because he was a little tired, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fight this and give up four. Uh, I'll just kind of turn down." So you saw that? You saw it the same way, Ben? Dang it! But it. it like glimpse of hope, like I think, because he was tired, his first line of defense did get beat. Yes, v- very. But good. I think if that shot happens in the first minute and a half, it probably it's not clean like that. At least, yeah. All right, life savings on the line: Dake or Sidikov at twenty twenty one Worlds. Damn it! I don't want to bet my life savings on that bet. You have to. I'm you not, have to. I'm sorry, play. dude. I don't make the rules. Oh, man. I think it's like 50-50, so I'll just go Dake so at least I can cheer for him. Is So you still think it's 50-50 after discuss, the Olympics? If I get to discuss Kyle Dake's health with him, because if I get to do that, then I'm going to go do that and then make my decision after. Well, that, that's part of the whole package. That's That's the... That's one of the things with Kyle is is his um, ability to stay healthy. That's been one of the biggest, um, I guess, yeah. impediments to his career, right? He had 2014, was out. He's had injuries. He's torn his ACL. He hurt his knee after he won his first world title. There have been a variety of, of, of hang-ups, and then this was the most – most recent thing was was what whatever was going on, and we don't know what was going on um, at the Olympics on day one. So I don't. Sidikov has been the picture of durability and health. Seemingly, he had the one lapse against Sabalov, who's a world champion. So it's sort of it's tough for me to say it. I'm sure when when push comes to shove, I'll predict Dake. But man, right now I I've, I would say Sidikov. I think you have to. I want everyone to know I picked Kyle pre-Olympics. Okay, I'm not full-on mm-hmm. Russian, but it, it, it's like – and I think it's very close. Um, I, that, I don't think that was the best Kyle we saw, um, you know, day one of the Olympics. But if I have to put my money somewhere, I I, I have to go Sitikov. Yeah. And I didn't think I would get there. And but. then if I lose my life savings, I'm at least happy that Kyle Dake won. Yeah, so that's a win-win. It's a, it's a lose-lose if you bet on Kyle and he loses and a rush. That's wins. right. Then I'm down real bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, next question. All right. Um, which all right, this is more for Ben? Which was the more clutch performance? James Conrad at Worlds with a 247 foot birdie shot to force a playoff, or Gable with two takedowns inside 13 seconds for Olympic gold? That's tough. Mm. I'm gonna go. Um, that is tough. You ain't watched no disc golf, JD. You don't I saw the, the shot. 
That shot, like, we watched it on the show. We watched the shot on the show. And I'm going shot because of the fact that Gable literally should not have been physically able to get two takedowns in Listen, that amount of time. You know how clutch it is to ch- to to literally do something that you're to, not allowed to do? No, to mind meld a ref. That's what he did. He, That's true. Actually, maybe I have to go Gable because of that. He literally changed the rules for wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's such a tough question because from the aspect of, like, yeah, he made that shot, and you can put it up on a good line, but the chances of it going in the basket from that far away are just so minimal. But the chances of getting two takedowns in that amount of time in freestyle wrestling is just as minimal because the rules say it is not allowed. Yeah, yeah. I I think the shot is is. I mean, Gable I'm really getting surprised actually. You know what? I, I meant to say this on the last show. If you were um, Gino's coaches, uh, I said I would have gone full Mongolian. No, no. But why wouldn't you have protested? Because you can protest. Can't you protest still based on? They did. I mean, I don't know exactly what they protested. Did they file an official protest? Because if oh, the rules yeah, are not oh, official followed, protest. Oh, I don't know. I thought you meant challenge. Sorry. If, you, if the rules are not followed, if there is a direct breaking of the rules, they can change the match. Yeah. Thing is, three three seconds ticked off. Uh, three to four. You see, you see. No, 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 three no not three or four. No. You. Oh, I guarantee it. I'll be able to find one. I'll find one. It's happened. It's for sure happened. I'm gonna have my boy Nomad help help me out here because it's definitely happened. I've seen it in the past. So I'll be like, all right, put him up. It's just, that much time ticked off. Now he stood up immediately, but that's different. That's a different thing. I'm just saying the amount of time, a reasonable amount of time, four seconds, six seconds. We've seen it. We've seen oh it. Just, I've uh, never seen you, that. I've you, never you, seen you, that. You. What happened? You're thinking about what Gable did. I'm thinking about the time lapse only. Yeah. I, Pretend he no, was pretending no. to work on top. It would be in the bottom one percentile of parterre times ever. Right. Quite a lot. Bottom one percent, but there's been thousands and hundreds of thousands of parterre instances. Point so. zero one percentile, but we're talking on a bell curve, so it's just a really small number. Maybe never, Christian. All right. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go. Gable because he had he had to execute on two takedowns, uh, and, and there was a time component to it. And James Conner got to take his time. He did put it up. It did go in. I'm going, but I'm going Gable. Yeah, I think. Okay, here's what I'll say: the probability of Gable doing that again versus the probability of James Conrad making that shot again. I think. Ooh, that's I think, a tough question. I think there's a more of a chance that Gable wins. Just wins the match. Maybe not necessarily yeah. how he does it. There's more of a chance that he wins yes. than James Conrad yeah. makes that shot again. But yeah, to take down some last 12 seconds, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. All right. Um, big if here. But if Yazdani beat DT all three times, would he be the number two in the pound for pound? And if that's the case, then how is DT not number two? If Yazdani would be number two, if not for DT, then that makes DT oh, yeah. number two. DT number two. Did you guys put Sitikov? They they were. I was on. I was on an island. No one wants hey, to agree with me. You guys are jackasses. Well, not me. Hold on. I was the only one fighting for David. 
David's number two. Freaking Sinikov lost to Sabalov this year. Come on, guys. Yeah, they want to. They want to Sabalov last year. They want to ignore it. This is and also this guy is insanely dominant. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank yeah. you, Benjamin. It's, it's clearly David Taylor. Clearly, no, no doubt about it. All right, I think I would go David Taylor too. Pound for pound. I don't think that's what you said. I think it is. Go back and rewatch the tape. I think I might have argued, shown the argu- argument for Sitikov. I think he picked Sitikov. I think, I think he's got a crush on Sitikov, and he maybe he was the one that yeah. sent that video to uh, the wedding of Sitikov. Oh, my right gosh. Now. Did you break up the marriage? Uh, no, I did not. Right. Seemed like he might have. Um, also, I, for record, I'm not even like Sitikov guy because I think what he did at that wedding was terrible, but... Yeah, that was not that was not a not the best look. Um, no, it's a terrible look. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. Um, let me find. There was a there was a lot of really good questions. Um, FRL memes. How about instead of two three minute periods, we have one six minute period. Eliminate the need for a shot clock at the one minute mark. Thoughts? I don't know why that eliminates. The I don't need know why I would eliminate clock. it. Um, but I do like. The broader point of what if there was a six minute? Of course, there used to be a five minute match. Um, ben, did you ever wrestle during those rules? Never. I think that was right before I started. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would have been great. Uh, I mean, the really, really the only change, it, the only change that it really manufactures, in my opinion, is someone who can score uh, points in bunches. So like a trap arm gut, a gut, a leg lace, that type of thing. If you do get it and there's very short time left, you get short changed on that. But I don't really think it manufactures very many other changes um, with the 30-second break. Maybe a small amount of cardio, but dudes are still getting tired. So, yeah. My only thing is, uh, one, the cardio is an obvious thing. I think think it would have an impact. But how much – Coaching adjustments? Do you think there's there's going on in the at the at the thirty second break at the highest level? I, I so at a lower level there's, there's, there's a ton dudes. Yeah, you can get some dudes shifted a little bit. Uh, man, probably some important. I mean, it would be interesting to ask the athletes, but I would say something. Some important things can happen in the corner. I like the thirty second break. You can kind of stop from a broadcast perspective. Get a couple replays, a little bit of color. And then boom, you're back yeah. in the second. You can kind of speculate what's what the second period could look like. Then you go. So I like it actually. How many other contests are there, uh, sporting contests, where it's just one thing go? Like almost everything has periods or quarters or halves or yeah. something. Yeah, the, there's no. I don't know. Jiu-jitsu is actually maybe one of the only track and field. Um, <laughs> jiu-jitsu has like one, you know, fifteen minute, twenty minute, thirty minute thing. Uh, okay, from Wrestling Dad, is the U.S. the best freestyle wrestling country? The uh, the narrative coming out of the Olympics is second in men's, second in women's, but across both, U.S. won by 30 points. Boom! Let's do it. He's right. We are the best. I'll just, I'm running with that narrative. The greatest folks, freestyle wrestling uh, nation on the planet. Let's just, just make that a banner. Let's do it. We are. We're, I mean, it's we had the most medals. Right, um, Japan had yeah. five golds, which is insane. That's so the many. Men's freestyle? Oh, no, it, one, one. they had four and one. One men's freestyle with with Oda Guru. 
Um, so yeah, we are. We're number one. We're the best wrestling, freestyle wrestling nation in the world. Sorry, Russia. It changed nothing, James Dean. We're the best in the world. Yeah, uh, and I'm happy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Why are you crying? You guys may not be able to tell, but there's a single tear coming out of uh, his eye. There's not. Okay, great one. Um, erroneous. Erroneous on all accounts. If Dake wrestled um, the Belarusian ten times, how many of those ten do you think Dake would win? Oh, that's a great question. I'm, I'm very interested to see how, if, if the Mel, if uh, what's his name, Caddy Megamedov, if he wrestles yeah. at Worlds, how he does, if he can replicate the performance. Because I heard you guys say it on the show, like there was no indication. I think you guys said his record against the field was like eight and eight or some, something. Eight and silly. six, I think. And Might even been six and something eight. Something not good. Probably not. Six and eight? Something, yeah, something like it, that. It, it was around that range. It's uh, around the 500 range. It's not good, yeah. So, uh, and I think Spay might have said, you know, they they got ten more years to test these dudes for PEDs. I had two guys in my bracket get popped, so I moved up two spots in the Olympics because dudes getting popped for steroids. Like, yeah, he that might happen to him. It, it for sure could happen to it's him. Most likely to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you have that kind of a um, inc- a result jump. that's that much of a deviation from what you normally do, it begs the question, right? Um, I I think Dake beats him beats him seven to eight out of ten. It's I mean it's hard to say nine out of ten when you lost eleven to zero. Uh, but uh, but I I think I it's, think it I think it matters when and where they wrestle this match as well. Um, it, I don't think Kyle. I think part of it was like that injury or whatever was going on with him. Um, normally he doesn't have that. Does he have that if it's not? In Tokyo during a very strict time at the Olympics, probably not. So if they wrestle this match ten times at the Olympics, I think it favors Cotty. Um, if they wrestle it at some random tournament on like U.S. soil, it favors Dake. Wait, what does the strictness thing have to do with anything? In in Kyle's interview, he talked about how he wanted to bring all these things um, to Tokyo with him, oh. and they basically wouldn't let him or they they're being very strict and they said we might confiscate these things so he didn't bring them he didn't say what they were or get into any of those details but uh, i i think and he he went on to say that that didn't affect him but i'm not so sure Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) all right interesting I'm, trying, um, I'm just trying go, to... Yeah, pins. Go, go listen to the Kyle Dake interview. It's a very what good interview. Kyle Dake out that they're going to maybe confiscate? I don't know. I have no I, I idea, Christian. Aren't you thinking the same thing? What does he have? What could possibly be confiscated? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was food, what, what, if it was like creams. With, I'm coming up with nothing. I'm coming up blank. I don't know. I'm just telling you. Go listen to the Dake interview, and maybe you can contrapolate more out of it than me. But contrapolate. I'm not sure if that's a yep. word. I kind of just extrapolate. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use contrapolate every day. That's what I said. Um, I think I think. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, to the original question, I think Dake wins the majority of the time. I do think there is a factor like. Can Dake get his stuff? Does he have all his things? Um, what are his things? What things? I don't know what the what things are. I don't know what the like, things I'm are. I'm trying to think, are they like sort of massage devices? 
Is it supplements? Like a like, Hyperbaric chamber? I don't know. Hyperbaric chamber? Is it the Why float tank? He, he was trying to bring a float <laughs> tank. Ooh, float tank, those are my favorite, but I, that would be, be very heavy to bring. <laughs> the food, yeah, I, I just... I don't know why when I heard the interview, I was just assuming, well, he's talking about food, but obviously not. And any food you could just have sent, you, you think you could have, you would, I assume you could yes, just have food, food mailed, food. you know, order, just order it to where you're going to be in Japan. So it must be more complex than that. Bad interviewing by me to not ask what things could you not get into the, to Tokyo. Um, yeah, so, so my, my bad on that. Um, Okay. Uh, bef- Lucky Charms. What's that? Lucky Charms? Lucky Charms. I don't think he's eating Lucky Charms. Dude, if, if Kyle Dake, I would love to know. My next interview with Kyle, I'm going to ask, when's the last time you had a bowl of Lucky Charms? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> cereal, cereal, cereal is delicious. Um, all right. Um, we have a read. Support for Flow Wrestling Radio Live, FRL, is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's grooming. They're the grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your body hair. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. 4.0, baby. Ben, 4.0. I didn't know there were three. We're on the fourth generation. I'm doing after this interview. I'm going to go scape some man. <laughs> All right. That's ben, right. Ben's going to be scaping. Uh, that's right. The 4.0 joined over two million world, me, uh, two m- million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Well, this exclusive offer for you: 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Flow Wrestling. Just Flow Wrestling. You know how to spell it. You typed it to get here at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Flow Wrestling at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com and use code Flow Wrestling. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Okay. Look, we're talking 4,000K LED spotlight. We're talking one through four trimmers, wireless charging. Uh, you don't even need wires. No electromagnetic induction. I don't even know what that means. That has to do. It does. That has to do with some contrapolation. But they they, they sent they sent us this 4.0 lawnmower, and I can say from experience. Oh, it trims God. well. Okay, and I need he doesn't need it to escapes. say any more any more than that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Kyle Dick was just trying to get a lawnmower 4.0, and you couldn't They're get like, it. This is too this is too good. This, this is, is too this powerful. technology is too powerful. I mean, this I don't even know why you need a spotlight, but um, I'm not even going to ask. Oh. In the dark, yeah, for the darkscapes, <laughs> the nightscapes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, and you can get all 20% off with code Flow Wrestling. Yes. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, check that out. Go buy a lot of uh, lawnmowers. It's cheaper. The best part about this lawnmower, way cheaper than a regular lawnmower. I'm assuming. I actually don't know how much it costs, but it's twenty percent less than it would have cost. So with that, have a great weekend, Ben. Have a good good time in California. Be safe. I hope you have better luck traveling home than you did there. We will see you next Tuesday, which. We'll probably, hopefully, we will know which Olympians are going to the uh, World Championships in Oslo. That'll be exciting. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, we'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>